This podcast may contain explicit language and themes, so listener discretion is advised. Ill-advised, misinformed, our half-baked opinions will be performed. Are you ready? Is the mic on? Welcome to the Hill to Die On. You're listening to A Hill to Die On, a podcast hosted by two stubborn as shit Aussies who give hot takes on a different topic every week, go away to dig deeper, and then reconvene to share whether or not their hot take hill was worth dying on. We're your hosts, once gifted children Josie Spicer and Cara Brooks. Cara, hi. Hey, what's up? Not a lot, just thinking about the royal family. What about you? Oh, I try not to. Well, unfortunately for you, this week's question is, should we be treating the royals like royalty? Fuck. <laughs> well, Cara, <laughs> I could go first if you want. Yeah, go for it. W- Josie, should we be treating the royal family like royalty? Do you have a soapbox ready for me? Oh, let me push it up. Thanks, thanks. Um, look, I'm totally winging this, which is kind of the point of this podcast. Classic. Like, classic no- Josie with the wings. With the wings. No fucking clue what I'm talking about. But basically my heel is no. In the Australian context, no, we should not be treating the royals like royalty. I have a few reasons. Uh, First of all, Prince Andrew, hello. I don't know about you, Cara, but I remember a few years ago after the first Jeffrey Epstein conviction, seeing Jeffrey Epstein's little black book and pretty sure Prince Andrew was on there. Same with a bunch of other fucking English politicians and pop culture figures. Like They've known this shit for a while. Um, that he's a fucking child rapist. They didn't distance themselves from him then. They're not distancing themselves from him now. So that alone, no. Secondly, I was speaking to Robert about, and he said in the English context, Queen Elizabeth's dad, after the bombings in England, they came out the day after and started doing shit. And it was like a real like figurehead for uniting the people of England. And so I'm like, yeah, okay, that's pretty fucking cool. And so maybe I can understand English people wanting to treat the royal like royalty. But the main point I have is that we are living on a colony. I strongly believe in justice for First Nations peoples. And by supporting the royal family, I feel like I'm also supporting imperialism. Yeah, conflict of interest, for sure. Yeah, and I'm like, no, like, tradition is the laziest excuse for continuing to do something because like again like there's a part of me that's like okay historically like these people came from a long line you know there's like like a soap opera there's fucking drama world war one being a huge you know bit of a story arc there um and we recently saw megan markle and harry leaving which i feel like is like a really cool like hey leave your toxic family you don't need them that's great like cool great but um Otherwise, yeah, no, I think the royal family are bullshit, the, cu- the culture around it are bullshit. I'm not shaming people necessarily who are up to date on it because I don't want to, like, ruin other people's fun. But I think if you're living on a colony and you have some sort of reverence for the royal family, then you kind of have to look at maybe your attitudes on colonization and imperialism. Cara Brooks. Do you think that the royals should be treated like royalty? Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. They're minor celebrities at best. I just don't 
partake in that. Um, I don't think they really do much. Uh, I understand the importance of like what once was and the monarchy in general, like you're building on, you know, history. But in this day and age, like that's, it's a lot of money that they get for things that would have much better use. I agree completely with what you said about colonization as well. And it does definitely feel like supporting something that I don't agree with. I 100% think that Indigenous people should have more of a say over what happens. I don't know. There's just a lot of, how do you put it? It's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. Like the people that are really into royals. It's like they've colonized the country and you're obsessed with them. <laughs> like there's something really strange going on there that I think would be interesting to unpack. I'm curious to like explore whether there's like specifically talking about white people on colonies whether there's like a lack of culture that they feel and whether maybe the royal family is like the closest thing to that um Mm. I I don't know I'm just like speculating here like I think most people our age other than just like you know trashy celebrity gossip kind of interest would actually have that much reverence for them like it is an interesting sort of concept like and I wondered is that because they used to do a lot more Hmm. um and now they're just more figureheads than you know in any way like active in our society I don't really know see Lizzie's face on my coins every day but beyond that (laughs) And, and I could be wrong here but I guess the queen I think technically if there's a constitutional crisis in Australia the governor general can go to the queen and I think the queen can sack prime minister or dissolve but didn't that happen with Gough Whitlam yeah I, I don't think anything's changed yeah like there's still all these rules in place and I remember reading studied anything to do with how like parliaments and the monarchy operates um, but even in England like I feel like she had to sign off on things like it goes through parliament but she still has to sign it Ew. so there's definitely still some sort of like legal precedence I'm not sure if it's for all things or just certain thing like I don't really understand how it works definitely not an expert in English politics oh you're not you're not okay (laughs) yeah it's shocking I know oh my god if anyone thinks that um the royals are worth following just the way Meghan Markle is treated ah no I'm not going to get into that because that's me gossiping about the royals Cara (laughs) they've roped you in not gonna do it not gonna do it you know what's really funny right now? So basically, um, you know, in Discord, it's got like on the right hand side. I don't know if it looks the same for you. <laughs> You've got a little crown. <laughs> yeah, you don't love the royals, do you, Joe? <laughs> yeah, it's easy to shit talk when you are one. Like, <laughs> I catch. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So basically. I think this is a pretty quick intro. I think fuck the royals, fuck imperialism. Uh, there's way more, like, if you want, you know, to follow celebrity and culture, there's, like, way, there's way more, more interesting people. Like, that yeah. are doing, like, way better things with their wealth and fame and platform. I was saying there's so many people doing so much more that aren't even leading a country. Right, yeah. Like, look at Celeste Barber with that fucking fundraiser, and then you look at the Queen. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot of, there's a lot to unpack, I think, with Royal Family. And, like, all the bullshit with Princess Di and the conspiracies around that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. And um, Lizzie's, Lizzie's uncle being a Nazi sympathizer. Whew. Ugh, yeah. 
Oh man, sorry, I just had a thought. So God, fucking monarchist Josie over here. I I love reading about Henry VIII, and I was just thinking, oh, me too. What if a fucking podcast was made in the time of Henry VIII? Like so much gossip all the time. (laughs) Oh, I think you'd you'd have like a fucking podcast dedicated to what his legs smelled like that week. (laughs) That's one of the first things I think of. Is apparently had like a stank leg. We just have like like there'd be a podcast that's like discussing each beheading. And yeah, that's the thing. It's like I feel like when the royals were able to do what they did, like absolutely off the rails crazy shit, then it was a lot more interesting, a lot more fucked up, but a lot more interesting. But that's the yeah. other thing. It's like how many fucking countries did they colonize where they're supposedly the figureheads and people couldn't give a toss, you know? The whole Commonwealth. Okay. How many people actually care? I would be interested. Yeah, that's probably a good thing because, I don't know, maybe it's just some of the friends I have that are super into the royals, um, which, you know, go nuts, king. But I also... Like on a celebrity level or like... Yeah, on a celebrity level, not like as a, this is my queen. Um, Like, sorry. I will die for her. (laughs) I am so sorry. I do love the song Victoria by the Kinks. Like... (laughs) Even though it's super imperialist, um, you know, she's my queen. She's Guilty my queen. Um, but no, but on like a celebrity level. But I, I, I would urge people who are living on colonized land to see how they're able to hold, you know, their praise for a royal family and colonizers um, alongside their desire for justice for First Nations peoples because that's something I – I just can't reconcile. Reconcile. I, I, yeah. Anyway, so Kara, shall we go away for the week and see if we can find other people's hot takes that we can reappropriate as our own? <laughs> That's um, the way we do it. <laughs> well, we're whiteies, and so we know how to do. It. Sorry. <laughs> if our queen has taught us anything, <laughs> it's to discover <laughs> what other people have already discovered <laughs> and claim it as our own. Yes, <laughs> and then have them question why you were there (laughs) and then we say tradition i guess okay (laughs) (laughs) and so the cycle continues cara it's been a week since we went away to do further digging into whether or not we should be revering the royal family Mm -hmm. uh yeah would you like to take us through your findings sure um, I am not leaving my hill, <laughs> just to get that out of the way. Uh, shocker, I know. Basically, so I looked into a lot of what the royal family actually does, how much they make, because I feel like that's a huge, like, financially. So there was, like, where that money comes from, because um, I thought that would be relevant into the way they're treated. So, you know, like, what they do, how much they make. And actually, it was surprising in some ways. Like, I started to get really mad, and then I would find something else that would throw it back. So, I'll start running over it. But basically, it costs 300 million pounds a year to run the British monarchy. <laughs> so, and like, so we're, we're saying royals, but we're, we're talking about the British royalty, like the royal family. The way that money is generated, basically, every year the royal family gets a sovereign grant. Um, It comes from the Treasury. It's funded by taxpayers. It's roughly 40 million pounds, a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But so when I first read that, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why the fuck are they getting, you know, extra money when they're already rich? Basically, the Crown Estate 
is what you know the crown the properties and things owned by the crown all of the profits from that gets paid straight to the government oh. and then the, the way that they figure out the sovereign grant is that every so it's 15 percent of what the crown estate profits were two years prior okay does that make sense? So, for yeah. example, in 2013, the Crown Estate made £267 million, million pounds in profit. So, in 2015, the Sovereign Grant was 15% of that, which was around £40 million. Pounds. Okay. So, you say it costs £30 million a year. £300 million a year. Sorry, £300 million a year. Okay. But then- The grant is just £40 million. The £40 million. Right. But then their profit was £200 and something million. So, that still doesn't- Yeah. It still so- doesn't- so still- and because well that that profit is getting paid to the government directly not to right. the royal family right so the other money that comes in like some of them actually have jobs surprisingly <laughs> like actual real jobs but the queen has a private income as well so okay it's called the privy purse that's kind of that's kind of cool actually yeah um so i'm not sure how to say this i'm going to sound like an idiot i would assume duchy it's like d-u-c-h-y yeah i'm pretty sure that's right yeah. So the Queen's uh, has, she owns the Duchy of Lancaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, in 2015 to 2016, that generated 17.8 million just from that. Right. Okay. Whereas Charles and, you know, all of his descendants, so like William, Harry, the rest of them, they own the Duchy of Cornwall, uh, which I imagine, I'm not sure, like, don't quote me on this, but I imagine the Duchy of Lancaster would get transferred to Charles after the Queen dies. Like, that would make sense. Like, I assume whoever's in power owns that. But anyway, Duchy of Cornwall actually generated more money. So in that same year, it made £33.5 million. Right. Okay, yeah. A lot of money. And all of this is, like, property, assets, whatever, like a lot of stuff. Like, it's it's property as well as, like, it's a huge portfolio of stuff, basically. Um, The Queen's personal fortune is £340 million. All right. She's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And she outright owns the Sandringham and Balmoral estates. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah. So, like, and they were left to her, I think, by her father. So, like, but when you consider that, it's like, okay, so she owns total, like, 340 million pound. It costs 300 million a year just to run the fucking family. <laughs> like, how is that equating? You know what I mean? Like, this, I found the maths. Kind of, I mean, I'm not great at math anyway. No, but I found I'm it not kind of jarring. The total figure, apparently, that it costs to run the whole monarchy. Right. Like, the royal family as a whole. So that's a lot of members as well. Um, and it would be to pay, like, uh, the upkeep on their estates. Yeah, and they have staff. So, like, they pay all their staff. So that, you know, equates for a lot of that. But they also generate a huge amount of money for the UK economy. Tourism, right? Yeah, this is why it balanced out. So the family brings in $1.8 billion a year in tourism. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like... Fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I'm curious to know, just on that alone, I feel like in the English context, it is worth paying attention to the royal family because, like, I guess that's good for the economy. Right? <sighs> yeah. But it's not like, I mean, we're saying this as Australians as well. Yeah. So, and I mean, this isn't a debate of like, should we be a republic or a monarchy for that? No, I don't know enough for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's still like, you know, it's interesting to view it just objectively where it's not. And it's more about, I guess, should we be treating them that way? Is it, What is their relevance to us? And it doesn't necessarily mean should they exist. It's just should they be revered in that sort of way? You know, I mean, I guess it's celebrity and celebrities are always going to be treated like royalty. So 
Yeah. They get just as shit smeared, the royal family, as celebrities do as well, like all over the tabloids and like, I don't know. I I was looking at um, what the Queen actually does because that was something that I realised I was pretty ignorant to. And in 2015, so this is when she was 89 years old, she carried out 341 engagements in that year, like went to different events. Can you imagine? There's fucking 365 days in a year. 341 engagements and it was more than harry william and kate combined like i can't even drag myself out of bed on a saturday to go to a fucking party you know like how the fuck is this 89 year old woman because she has the best health care and everything she could ever want (laughs) yeah so i guess like for that alone i'm like yeah fuck it i'm out like (laughs) you deserve that money lady Yeah, (laughs) but she also is a patron of like over 600 charities. She like, I mean, other stuff she does, like she knights people. That's a thing. I mean, I think a lot of it is just people who enjoy pomp and circumstance, really enjoy the royal family. I don't personally. I think it's a lot of wankery, but each to their own. Apparently, like as a family, like as a whole, uh, each year they carry out 2000 engagements so considering she alone is doing 341 of those, that's pretty Jesus mental. lady, yeah. Um, 70,000 guests are entertained. So like, you know, events, garden parties, whatever the fuck rich British people do, I don't know. 100,000 letters are answered by the royal family. Like, yeah, I don't know if that's the queen writing them herself or if that's like surely she's not writing 100,000 letters because no one has that fucking time. I imagine that's why they have staff as well. Yeah, and at the very least, like, transcribe. They probably just have, like, for, like, FAQs, they probably just say, ugh. Like, yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know if you've ever spent time <laughs> browsing sovereign citizen forums and stuff like that. They often try to uh, send letters to the Queen uh, renouncing themselves from being a part of the Commonwealth. Oh, they like just see, and they're like, the queen did reply. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. (laughs) It's really, I guess that's the one thing that I struggle with about like with the overall question. It's like, I, I still don't want to police people and what they enjoy. Like I'm not above gossip and like I composed some of the, the covers, um, of some of the magazines that I saw today. And I hadn't realized that there's literal magazines, monthly magazines dedicated just to the Royals. There was one article I read that was like, oh, it's because we, you know, have such shitty media that doesn't like to branch out. And so we kind of just get, we we just get the Royal stuff and no one even tries to filter it out. But like, there are obviously people who care. Um, it seems like since 1999 the opinion of the monarchy has like steadily increased in australia as well but yeah i guess i'm like since the referendum since since the referendum which um for non-australian listeners didn't succeed we didn't become a republic obviously yeah and kind of since then like interest and and favorable opinions of the British monarchy have increased. So one other thing, like I was watching a documentary last night that for anyone in Australia is on ABC iView, at least at the time of this recording, it is. And they were talking about uh, the referendum. Like they talked about a lot of different things to do with Australian history. It was leading, it was the second episode in what I imagine was just a two-part series, uh, but it covered pretty much from the 70s to now. 
Uh, they did touch a little bit on the 50s and 60s of when like the queen first came to visit in the 50s. But basically, one thing that they said was uh, worldwide, the queen is the most popular royal. In Australia, Harry is the most popular royal. <laughs> so I find that super interesting that he just left. Like, I wonder how much of a difference that will make in people's opinion of the royal family now that their favorite isn't there. You know? And when I'm curious, like when was that based on, do you know, like, no, they were just talking about it in the, in the show, which like, I mean, I wasn't asked who my favorite was, but I'm not going to argue that Harry <laughs> Probably was Harry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like They were saying, I don't know, they were talking about a lot of different stuff. And when one thing I found, well, I found a lot of things interesting in it actually, and I didn't expect to because the Royals don't really interest me in general, but um, they were talking about when the referendum results came out and we had decided to uh, not leave the um, monarchy. And apparently Prince Philip's uh, first reaction when he found that out was what's wrong with these people don't they know what's good for them yeah evidently not uh we voted in scott morrison so <laughs> yeah no we consistently vote against our interests also i think yeah today i read a thing um the queen because you know people are like oh once the queen dies that's when we should have another referendum um right. to see if we should become a republic which i'm not engaged with that debate at all i'm not going to go on to, off into that tangent but basically the queen was like just if you're gonna do it just do it like don't wait until yeah, i'm she, dead she's even done speeches where she's like it's always up to you the choice is yours like whether or not you stay or go she doesn't give a fuck like no there was even okay so one of something else that came up was you know when the queen and i don't know a whole lot about it but where the queen sacked gough whitlam yeah uh so <laughs> basically the governor general uh exchanged letters with the queen that got that led to gough whitlam getting sacked so they were discussing would it have turned out differently if he if Whitlam had known ahead of time what was going on because he could have reached out to the Queen because apparently it was just like him butting heads with the Governor General as well so he could have reached out preemptively to the Queen and said actually you should sack the Governor General and she might have. Hmm. So apparently the letters that were exchanged between the Queen and the Governor General are sealed so no Even one still can, still no one can access them until 2027. So that Fuck will yeah. be after she dies, uh, unless yeah, okay. she's gonna live. I mean, I know that longevity runs in their family, but I, it's a pretty small percentage of chance. Well, you've that seen she'll the fucking alive. necromancy, like <laughs> that her dear Prince husband Philip. has been aging. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is so dead. Like he's dead. Like that. I am not a conspiratorial person, <laughs> but that is one that I'm jumping on board with right now. That dude is dead. Do you reckon they just have like a series of pulleys and strings? <laughs> like oh, advanced puppeteering. It's like a mix of necromancy and like some stem cell DNA. Like <laughs> they can research. afford it. They I mean, can afford it. Apparently he was making, so he retired, I think it was in 2017. He was making 480000 a year. Dude, you're like fucking in your 90s. Like what are you doing that's possibly worth that much? Like he's, to be fair, I think he's a patron of a lot of charities as well and does a lot of other sort of charitable stuff and goes to events and things. But like you're half dead. You're mostly dead. You might be entirely dead. What are you doing? <laughs> they had to pay the wizard, so... Yeah. The, the royal family as a whole, like you were saying about tabloid magazines, I mean, they really are, it is that whole thing that like, I don't want to police what other people enjoy, 
I know that people love the shit out of Lady Di. Uh, there's a lot of things that, you know, people jump on board with. And there's that's always with culture, though. There's things I don't agree with. People are all about the Kardashians. I couldn't give a fuck. Like, to me, it's the same equivalent. Should they be revered? No, no. absolutely not. At least the royal family seem to be relatively decent people. If not, like, you know, they do kind of have poles up their asses, but that's what you get for being raised as royals. Like, there's just sort of... You know, I mean, they're well-educated. They seem to be really charitable. They, I mean, even Harry and William, so they've both worked jobs, like proper jobs outside of just being royalty, where Harry was in the army, uh, William was an air ambulance pilot. He worked for the RAF as well. So it's like even in their jobs they did public service, which is yeah, more right. than a lot of people would do. You know, like I think that there's a level of respect that should come with that anyway, just for, you know, serving your country or, or especially being paramedics and, you know, like. That's that's interesting because I guess like, you know, if you could ask me anyone, should so-and-so be revered? And my answer would probably be probably not. But when you put it like that, at least if you were in England, you know, in Britain and you were seeing these like supposed like, I guess, heads of state or like fucking you're, you the royal family doing acts of community service. I can imagine that that would inspire some people to want to do similar things in their communities. And so that's pretty cool that that's a thing. But then again, so can any other celebrity as well. Um, like Lizzo, Lizzo doing, you know, working at the food bank and stuff like that when she was touring Australia. Like any well, I was one. Say, it can have the opposite effect, like where Scott Morrison is just a sack of shit and then it makes you want to go out and do things. Oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, right. Maybe that's just right. me. Uh, <laughs> the, well, no, oh, I mean, no. well, I mean, that's kind of different. It's like he's being a sack of shit and is forcing everyone to go out and do things because otherwise yeah, everyone no, would burn. That's it. It's like no one else is, well, he's clearly not going to get it done. I guess the rest of us have to. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I, I honestly can't remember what I said in the first half of this episode, but I might have mentioned my husband Robert was just like, oh, it's it's a soap opera. Like, these people yeah. are coincidentally alive and I do have like kind of consequences in the world uh, because they're living, but the way everyone treats them, it's just like a soap opera. What I think is happening now. So with anyone listening, I, I feel like everyone's heard that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have stepped back from the like their royal duties or whatever the fuck that means. And there's like been so many people kicking up a stink with Madame Tussauds, um, I don't know if you saw this, Cara, but they took away Harry and Meghan's wax statues from the royal from the it's royal so collection. Weird. I guess it's like, like they're a, still in. You can't escape your fucking birthright. The people are reacting so bad. But yeah, I think that like you probably all always had these like royal family stands, but since the introduction of the new character to the soap opera, Meghan Markle, new interest was sparked in the royal family, probably from younger generations, those who have watched Suits, those who are just like interested in seeing how this plays out. And and like I certainly know of people who have only engaged in the soap opera that is the royal family since Markle stepped in. Um, and I do think her presence has like provided a like stark glimpse into how fucking racist monarchy stands and the mainstream media is. They're probably fucking like frothing at this chance to demonize her. Oh well, yeah. I mean, and I guess if we're keeping with like this soap opera analogy, her her exit and breaking away from a toxic family is honestly probably probably the happiest ending you could have for her. 
and Harry. And then uh, obviously I was very cranky while writing my notes and I was like, so Australia, let's make like Harry and Megan and step the fuck away from the royal family. My personal opinion is like the press around Meghan Markle itself and the racism, like the undeniable racism to be a good indicator that like the monarchy is a shitty institution that doesn't provide much space for progress. And like, they literally support a pedophile. Like I can't move past that. Like he's been in Jeffrey Epstein's black book for fucking years. Um, It's only that whatever has happened in time and space has finally made it so that, you know, his victim, one of his victims came forward about it and someone listened, like the time was right. And then he made that horrible mistake of that horrible interview, which I'd, have you seen any of that? I haven't, no. See, we're gossiping about them. <laughs> I'm not above gossip. <laughs> Never above Jesus gossip. Jesus Christ. Kind of going back to whether or not it makes sense in Australia to revere the British royal family. It's not like we have an abundance of like revenue that's coming in from like we don't have tourism related to them right yeah like they they don't do a whole lot of anything it actually costs us money when they come to visit <laughs> um so this, and not that they visit super frequently but yeah still, like it's not they're not really providing much either yeah i think there's just a lot of people that just really are into the royals like i know there was a certain generation where it was really like queen and country kind of drilled into them mm-hmm. um and that wasn't our generation. <laughs> no, and actually, like, I haven't seen anyone write about it, but I do wonder what the monarchy, what what that held for Australians who were part of the war effort. Mm. Like, was there any, I'm curious to know, was there any sort of pride behind being a part of the Commonwealth or if that was more Australian pride? Yeah, um, yeah so, I mean, I, I don't know. I just... That's only just occurred to me now. Like, I wonder if um, maybe earlier generations hold the monarchy in a different position. If that, like, if there was certain messaging of support from the royal family during wartime. I think um, like the whole thing with you know monarchies and uh, birthing power or like birthing you know uh, succession. It's sort of like leaders, and if you, with the monarchy, they are considered leaders. Like, they are still head of state. Um, yeah, they should be elected. Personally, I believe that, like, in a democratic society, your leaders should be elected and it should be based on merit. It shouldn't be based on birthright. Right. So you're, yeah, you're just like, yeah, no, like, there I shouldn't be any monarchy. Like, yeah, and it's like I don't mean to attack their character because I think they actually seem like pretty decent people. But, you know, we get a very limited view of what they're actually like because they're so revered. And I think that, yeah, it would be better to have positions based on character maybe each generation or something than rather than based on uh who you know who was born first it's just like the biggest succession of white power i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) it is the biggest like like it's like there's no bigger ancestry dna thread like okay we get it like you don't have to spit in a jar we know your history (laughs) although there is debate on that because people think that harry is that other dude's kid and he looks so much like him like Look, I can feel myself now being really intrigued of wanting to go down the fucking rabbit hole, Kara. <laughs> and I said that I was on. Like, hill. that's why he left? Because he's never actually been in the family? Like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, that's why he's our favorite, because he's relatable, because he's not fucking royal. Like, I, I guess I can understand why people are fascinated, because they're living history 
in terms of it, it's really they're a relic like just that institution and I guess as you said before they are kind of walking this line of being like heads of state and being celebrities like yeah that's a really bizarre thing to navigate and so I guess I guess it's a no-brainer that there would be people who are obsessed by the royal family. Are they treated like royalty? Yes. Should they be? No. (laughs) Inherited wealth is something, you know, it's like, it's just, and and that's fine. Um, I don't think you should be treated better for being rich people. Yeah, there's already already fucking power with that wealth, right? Yeah, and it's like, we already have stated well and truly our issues with millionaires, billionaires. Like, we don't need to dive too much into that yeah at the end of the day it's like you're not a better person for being rich you're not a better person for being born in a certain country and a certain family so it's no more than you're a worse person for being born somewhere impoverished and with no sort of lineage like that you know it's bullshit you're still a person at the end of the day so you shouldn't be treated better or worse than anyone else no I I I totally agree I but it's not the reality we live in, unfortunately. <laughs> no, and, and I, I think people should be hesitant to revere anyone, which I think a lot of younger people are. Yeah, well, that's like the most relatable people is the youngest. And I found they said that in the doco as well, is that Australians always enjoy the young royals. So like when Charles, when the Queen visited in the 50s, we were all about her. She was young. When Charles visited in the 70s, all about him. When he came back with Diana, everyone was about Diana. Then Mm -hmm. now they're all about Harry. It's like they always want the youngest person is who we sort of revere. And maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Oh, I also found out that in the late 90s, so how fucked is this? Until the late 90s, the Queen didn't have to pay income tax. Fuck. Like, I'm sorry, when you make that much fucking money, I mean, I I can get it in terms of that, like, her, the whole Crown estate is going to the government and she's getting a grant and rock. But you're just talking about so much fucking money. Like, mm-hmm. no eight. one needs that money. No one. And I get that it's expensive to run the family. I get that. But why? Why all this shit? Like, it doesn't cost fucking 400 million pounds to run my family. Like, fuck. Like, what What are you doing? That I don't know. I get this really message mad. has been sponsored by Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Cara, would you like to sum up your thoughts, um, reiterate whether or not your hill was worth dying on? Look, I think it is. I don't think that they should be treated like royalty, but I don't think that anyone should really be treated like royalty. I just don't think it, you know, in the interests of fairness, I don't think there should be one family that's that elevated and that revered for reasons beyond their control. Like where where you're born and to whom you're born shouldn't be that big of a deal. And there's no real merit in that. Uh, and I understand, like, I'm not one, you know, I can't tell people who they're going to revere and who they're not. Because if I did, we wouldn't have the Kardashians. Um, but that's just the way the world is. Uh, I just, that's my hill. I just don't think that we should really care, especially <laughs> as Australians. It's not even our country. Um, hmm. What about you? Yes, my hill was worth dying on. No, they shouldn't be revered. I don't think anyone should be revered unless it's because they've done something really fucking cool and they continue to do really fucking cool things. I'm not going to police other people or judge other people for enjoying the soap opera that is the royal family, but I just think it's a waste of time and brain space. And I would rather follow the Kardashians than the (laughs) royal family, to be honest. Yeah. I think as well, like, I 
I'm not sitting here being like they're bad people. Like I don't believe that. I actually think they do a lot of good. Um, they're certainly better members of the community than me. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. low fucking bar, but <laughs> <laughs> there it is. But I think, yeah, there's still a limit of what how people should be treated and how you treat others. And there's just a lot of smoke getting blown up their ass. Oh, totally. Like, imagine a life of that. It sounds oh, awful. I can't. It's a lot of bloating. Like, I was <laughs> sitting there watching TV last night, and at one point I was yelling, like, some monarchist was talking about how great the queen was. And I was literally like, would you just pull your fucking tongue out of her crack for five fucking seconds? And he's just like, why are you watching? <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. Well, that was our discussion on the royal family. I hope you'll join us next week for when we discuss whether or not you should eat food off the floor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for our discussion on whether or not the royal family should be revered. I hope you'll join us next week for when we talk about... <laughs> I hope you'll... Okay, I fucked it up. Hopefully you'll join us next week when we discuss should you eat food off the floor? Correct. You can find us on Instagram at a hill to die on pod. You can like us on Facebook at a hill to die on. We're on Twitter at a hill to die on pod. You can shoot us an email at hilltodieonpod at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our website at a hilltodieonpod.com. Also, if you could rate, review, subscribe through iTunes, Pocket Casts, Spotify, or most other places you can get podcasts, that would be greatly appreciated. Bye. Five stars, I'll get the fuck out. Bye. (laughs)